0: Good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending on when you're listening. Uh, we missed out on the long weekend because there was football indeed being played during our recording hours. And what Connor, is- you wanted to start there, didn't you?
1: I did. I wish there was four games, and I know I'm not the only one out there that wishes there were four games. But nonetheless, it was an action-packed three-game week for Canada Day long weekend weekend. Ottawa picking up a home win, Winnipeg looking dominant despite the score being so close, and then the Toronto Argonauts, the defending Grey Cup champs, handling the BC Lions with ease, making them look like a bunch of cats, house cats. Ah,
0: ah the Lions got tamed. Oh, should Ooh, we keep going? One. That was all a better right, one. All right,
1: what other? What other
0: cat? jokes can you make from this um Toronto no that's dark I was gonna say Toronto names Lions on Canada Day long weekend
1: um VA gets caged
0: oh that's a good one
1: uh VA loses cats, his roar
0: cat's afraid of or cat's afraid of water
1: oh good one good boatman one. boatman
0: splashed the Lions oh there we go all right let's start with VA CFL record is seven interceptions in a game. Vernon Adams threw not one, not two, three to one player. But in total, he threw six freaking interceptions. If you block the interceptions on Vernon Adams' stat total, Connor, 24 for 39, 388, three touchdowns. Oh my God! What a game! And then you remove your hand from the box score, and you go, "Oh, where the hell did that come from?"
1: Yeah, I, it was not. I'm not. I'm not here to defend Vernon Adams Jr. today. It was. It was absolutely his worst game in a BC Lions uniform. However, I will say. I will say, he's still on pace. Still on pace for that. For that four K. I do want to talk about VA, though, a little bit. I saw some rumblings on Twitter um, of certain people saying, like, VA was who we thought he was. I mean, can you say that off of one bad game? The interceptions were egregious. Don't get me wrong. The the decision-making was poor. But I I don't think we can go, oh, VA is who we thought he was without seeing what he does in a bounce-back opportunity. I, I don't, like, I don't know. I think VA is going to learn from this game, going to watch the tape, maybe not even watch the tape, probably just going to get sick trying to watch the tape, but it's a learning opportunity. It's early in the season. I don't think this is like, you know, he flew too close to the sun. Now he's crashing and burning. I I think VA and Jordan Maximic and the talent surrounding the BC Lions offensive and and the talent surrounding the the BC Lions offense is – Still really damn good. And I think he's still, and, and I think he's just going to, you know, learn from this and move on. You know, now if he comes out next game against Montreal and he throws four, five, six, God forbid, seven interceptions. Even sure. if he throws
0: two next week, but like two really bad ones, then he can start making some kind of run. Yeah. Place.
1: Then, then you can start to be like, okay, is this, is this a decision making problem? What is it? But as of right now, I'm chalking this one up to a really, bad game a really bad performance and it's pro football that stuff happens not every game is going to be you know record-breaking now this one's Um, close but in the opposite direction here's a here's a big one connor
0: try 10 carries total outside of the four from the quarterbacks 10 so 20 percent of your offensive plays we rush 80 throwing the defense knows when you aren't establishing anything. They're just going to sit back, stunt coverages around try to mix it up. And the Argos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Robertson, Daniel boundary half damn three picks. Damn. How I saw it? he was two yards shy of the single game interception return yards record. I was two yards shy. I'd be oh, so man.
1: pissed. Oh man! Um, Credit where credits due. Like we we can talk about the Toronto Argonauts secondary all day long. It was an impressive game, six interceptions. But let's talk about the pass rush too, because without that pass rush, without the plays that everybody along that defensive front was making, guys like Robbie Smith had a damn good game. Without the pressure that they were applying on VA, some of those bad decisions might not have happened.
0: But let's like Jamal Peters is back in. Yes. Uh, Robertson, Daniel at half, Deshaun Amos, Royce Mechie, Quantes Stiggers. Who's the new unbelievable
1: this year. man? Tarveris so McFadden,
0: cool. Connor. We've talked about this defense and how it's almost an embarrassment of riches at a place where two seasons ago that was a spot we said like the Argos need to address their secondary, and now like who do you take off the field? Right, like. Quantas Stiggers keeps playing lights out. He had another pick. I think he has two or three on the season um, through four weeks. How do you take him off the field? He's that young, that athletic, that talented and clearly has a nose for the ball. And Jamal Peters just like walks back into the lineup and also gets an interception. (laughs) And we're leaving out Tarveris McFadden, who's their other top corner who also had not like all three of your top corners had interceptions and you typically only play with two corners unless one of them is moving into a sub package.
1: It's insane. They're, they're defensive secondary. I'm I'm still very much on the bandwagon for BC having the best defensive secondary in the league, but Toronto is like a close second, if not just a one B to the one A that is the BC lions.
0: Well, when you look at the Argos in this case, Six interceptions, right? When we say the jury is still out on certain players, a game like this, when your box score is serving like Chad Kelly, 23 of 29, 250 in a touchdown, he didn't have to do much. Like, they're starting a lot of their drives with momentum, with plus position. He essentially just had to take safe passes, don't throw the game away. Yeah. And credit where credit's due, he's done that, what are they, 2-1 and one now? Or 3 No, oh, sorry. He's done that in two of their wins. And the other win, he came out and actually balled out. But two of the games, Connor, he's just had to say, my defense has this in the bag. Let's just make sure we don't turn the ball over.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, like, looking at the, the last two games for, for Chad Kelly, I think, Uh, we'll we'll talk about this quickly before we move on to week five but the the thing that about Chad Kelly over the last you know really this season but the last two games specifically you look at the box score sure they're you know relative relatively average games Toronto gets the win which is the most important thing but for me it's you know the command of the offense that Chad Kelly is showing the decision making that Chad Kelly is showing the flair that Chad Kelly is showing this season he is truly becoming and has become I'm not even gonna say becoming anymore but over three games he has truly become the leader of the Toronto Argonauts offense the guy that everybody willingly rallies around and and you can see everybody across that offense rallying around Chad Kelly and yeah he doesn't have to do very much because their defense is playing so damn good but what he is doing, it's the little things that he's doing every single game that are allowing them to get these wins. And, and on the touchdown to Devaris Daniels, that was a hell of a play from Chad Kelly. Rolls yeah. it to his right, commands traffic. And, you know, I i don't know if it was Marsh who said it on the broadcast, but on the broadcast, Chad Kelly's rolling right, directs Devaris Daniels the other way, and then throws crossbody. You don't want to see quarterbacks do that too often, as they did say on the broadcast, but man, it was it was a hell of a play, and he just looked so calm, so poised when making that decision. He does. He does, and that's the one thing that, despite not having to, I
0: don't know, I, I think you almost want him to have that 35 completion, 400 yards, three touchdowns, like, that monster stat line game to say, he's arrived. But Connor, when your team's this stacked and this loaded and rolling with this much momentum, you only need one to play a game, really. One or two plays, like we've mentioned, yeah. like whether it's the week one rushing touchdown where he has to juke the defender who played the keep, like, or it's directing and throwing back into the middle of the field in the red zone where everything's tighter and faster. And nine times out of 10, a DB and linebacker is looking at that going, oh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for that ball. Um, he he is very calm, cool, collected, in control, and they're on a roll right now. Uh, all right, on to week five. And Connor, we're sticking with teams on a roll. Because don't look now, my Ottawa Red Blacks.
1: Yes, this is where I wanted to start. Thank you.
0: My odds, you could have doubled down. You could have tripled down through the first two weeks. They're back, baby. Not only does the team get a win, he is back. The man. is back. Jeremiah effing Mazzoli is in the lineup.
1: Now, there's a little bit of, as much as we are hyped about this, I think everybody across the league, Well, it's his first game in a complete calendar
0: year. Was it not week six last year he went out? It was week six in Saskatchewan, yes. and So literally one week shy of
1: being a complete calendar year away from game action. Now, as hyped as we all are, there is a little bit of negative news with this. Unfortunately, Tyree Adams, who played one hell of a football game in week four, is out with... What is perceived to be or assumed to be uh, reportedly, I should say, a pretty substantial injury. I don't think there's any details, any specific details about what it is or what happened, but it was on the hit and it was a flag. It was on the hit from Jake's Resna last week. Uh, Tyree Adams, though, looks like he's going to be out for a little bit, which is a little bit deflating for the Ottawa Redblacks because it, if, you know, Masoli goes out there, still kind of, Feeling himself out, maybe he tweaks something, maybe he's just like, you know what? I I'm I can't do it today. That's tough because knowing that you have Tyree Adams behind Masoli, should anything go awry, is very comforting. Now you don't have that security blanket. Because I trust Tyree Adams a hell of a lot more than I trust Nick Arbuckle with the Ottawa Red Blacks offense, if it's not going to be Masoli,
0: Um okay. You know what I really want to see with Missoli back?
1: Take one guess what I want to see from Ottawa. An absolute bomb to Jalen Acklin in front of the Hamilton Tiger Cats and double middle fingers from both of them after they score. <laughs> okay. I didn't even, you know what? I was
0: kind of thinking that today. But yes, that would be unreal. No. uh, Demontre Tuggle. 17 carries. Jackson Bennett, eight carries. <laughs> Action Jackson, baby. Connor, I need absolute necessity to have the Ottawa Red Blacks over this 25 carry marker for their running backs again. It's going to be tough against Hamilton. But, especially off a bye. But make it easy on your quarterback, especially coming back from this injury. Um I was really impressed with Ottawa's offensive line last week. Uh, Shout out Cyril, uh, Big Z, the other guys holding it down. Um, They moved the Edmonton front all night long last week. And it was apparent from the start of the game that that was going to be the physicality they kept. And quite frankly, I think that's what Coach Dice has been looking for. But when you get behind in games, it's
1: tough to really lean into your run game, right? when you're down, you got to throw. And I think that's kind of what defenses can start to pick apart and tee off of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm hoping and, and longing for this Ottawa red Blacks offense to get the ground game going because it does produce results. And I, I think if they can successfully get those 25 carries with the yardage they have, they're going to find success in, in the donut box this weekend. And Tuggle? is that uh, is that a little bit of a a, a fantasy hint? Because I know I'm going to spoil it right now. I got him in my roster.
0: God damn it, Connor!
1: <laughs> no, no, Tuggle's in my lineup too. Um, I don't think that's really a spoiler alert. I think if you watched any football last weekend, any of that game last weekend, when the Ottawa ground game is rolling, you can feel pretty comfortable plugging in one of their running backs. This is this is why. I love the CFL though. So we have three downs, right?
0: We've got all this crazy motion and receivers flying all over the field. And take a look at last week Ottawa, what, per near 200 yards on the ground? Well, 150 ish. Winnipeg, I don't even, I'm going to pull up the stat now because they bullied the Montreal Alouettes in a rain delay in a late game. Like that is a tough ask to sit there in a locker room, come back out and still not only win a football game, but win it in such a dominant physical fashion where it's pretty much like, okay, yes, we're up. We're ready. No, we're down. Up, ready. No, no, another delay. Up, ready. Oh my God. Is this going to go on for a fourth, third, fourth time? And then to just come out and go for 185 rushes on the ground. Push the opposing defense to their breaking point. And just kind of chip away. Seven points, field goal, another touchdown. They weren't flashy by any means. But my God, did they ever earn
1: every yard. Yeah, no, they, they absolutely did. And I think that they've got an opportunity to do that again this week because I know yep. we're talking about Hamilton. Going.
0: We're on the same path.
1: But Hamilton's Hamilton's defense doesn't scare me like it did last year. It just for Ottawa, doesn't. For Ottawa, yeah. What about Calgary?
0: Because I, I think Winnipeg is going to come out and do the same thing.
1: Absolutely. They're going to push him around. They're going to dominate the game on the ground. Brady Oliveira, you know, we heard it from, from us at the start of the year. We think he's going to be top three back in the league this year. I think Winnipeg against Calgary this week has, has an opportunity to do a similar thing. Dominate the ground, feed Brady the rock, and then pick apart their secondary when those, when those shots open up. Um, one thing I want to say to you, though, is
0: eyes on... Well, okay, let's just go into fancy because I'm spoiling my entire roster. Eyes on Jamal Morrow this week with yes. Saskatchewan. Keep in mind the first time they played Edmonton, it was a tight game but it was the run game of saskatchewan that made a difference uh trevor is still going to throw the ball around the park and they're going to do it with a high tempo but a real good way to keep teams off balance in your high tempo is stretch zone or quick hitters through jet sweeps whatnot um i think is going to get a lot of people moving around in the backfield and the secondary and then he's just going to find a crease, like, due to the motion, then he's just going to find a crease and take this Edmonton team for a ride. He has a second gear that kind of what um, Glenn Suter was talking about on the, on the Red Blacks game on Friday, where Tuggle almost hits that next level as soon as he hits the second secondary. Like, Morrow's got that, and Morrow's going to hound this. And then the other one, BC, Connor, they have to. Right, with Tyquan Mizell, they have to go at this Montreal defense in the run game. I think they're going like to have you, to try. I, I think they're certainly. I, gonna I think have to you have feed. to commit to it. Almost, they tried with hard air quotes to run the ball in the Argos with their nine carries between two running backs.
1: Well, that's what I mean. That's where I was going to go. You need to. You need to run the rock more than you did against Toronto. You need to because again, in the in the games with BC, when Mizell was finding success and. and pushing the ball on the ground that allowed the rest of the offense to open it up. It allowed VA to take those shots downfield. It allowed him to find those crossers over the middle. When you have that success in the run game, it, it just becomes so complimentary to to the rest of your playbook. It, it doesn't necessarily close things off. You're not down. You're not feeling like, you know, you got to throw the ball a hundred times a game to be able to, to catch up. No, I, okay. Let's go and give our picks. I'm ready. I'm ready
0: to talk about these games as we're making picks. I don't want to spoil it anymore. Fantasy and then picks. Fantasy and then picks. All right. You've been I'm bouncing all over the place. You've
1: been you've been hiding your fantasy roster from me
0: all day. All week because I'm still first in the CFP pool. So I, gotta... I am
1: struggling so bad. I'm an eighth <laughs> rate and I've just taken an absolute no last shot. week was tough for me. Last week was tough.
0: Okay, so we have Saskatchewan Rough Riders defense. Same. Nick. I ate I, 8,000. 8, they just, they front load all of the, all of the value, So you're not really making much difference. Um, quarterback and captain. Vernon Adams, Jr. The third. Also same. Uh, running backs, Morrow and Tuggle.
1: Yep. Also same.
0: Receivers. Head top. You Dominique Grimes. Okay. Ten, ten okay. Okay. 15 K. I did. Here's the deal. He had 10 freaking targets last week. Caught three of them, and two of them were for majors. Ten freaking targets. I will take that. I know you you like Keon Hatcher from last year, but Hatch also had 10 targets last week. He caught eight of them. I'm saying Rhymes doesn't go 30% on his targets again because that's not... There's probably some targeted... There were probably some attempts credited to him as targets that were just like thrown interceptions, and he didn't even have a chance at it. So, um, and then to round it out, I've got Nathaniel, Canadian tuxedo, renegades, shirt-wearing, Bahar. Uh, if we remember from the games Mazzoli played last year, Nate was like six, seven targets a game. That's been severely hampered this year. But I think that Mazzoli back means Bahar's usage is going to go high again. And to finish it out, I don't know how he's still eight thousand
1: dollars. Austin Mac. Okay, okay. I did not want to go with any Montreal Alouettes wide receivers against the BC Lions secondary, but somebody's going really to somebody's really gonna have to catch the ball. Somebody's going to want to, but Austin mack has been catching a lot of short games, so I'm, yeah. I'm not as worried about it. It's a good, yeah, I like that. as uh, it's, He's going to be a good safety valve type receiver for Fajardo this week, I think. Uh, so my roster, we are the same all the way up to Tuggle. So Riders defense, VA as my quarterback and captain. Jamal Morrow, who, you know, we talked about Saskatchewan pushing the ground game a little bit earlier in the podcast. I think they're going to do that again. I mean, when you look at what he did against Calgary, 22 carries, 139 yards. You look at what Ottawa just did against the Edmonton Elks, Saskatchewan's got that matchup coming up. I think that's only going to benefit a guy like Jamal Morrow, so I'm rocking with you on that. Rocking with you on Tuggle. To get into my wide receivers, here's where we differentiate a little bit. I got a lot of green and white this week, too. But my number one wide receiver from Make It Happen University, you said it, my guy, Keon Hatcher. And to round out my roster, some more green and white, not one, but two Saskatchewan Rough Riders receivers Tevin Jones who's just been an absolute machine and Samuel Emelis who has been quiet quietly racking up some solid yardage 51 yards his first game 78 yards his second game 57 yards his third game I like it because you know that he's going to make something happen with the ball in his hands. But that's my roster. And he's only eight and a you. half K.
0: Yeah, eight and a half K has bet Austin awesome Mac too, so I'm fine with that. Um okay, so let's go to our Pick'ems. All right. Saskatchewan.
1: Game one, Thursday night, Edmonton Elks kicking off against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Ryderville. Saskatchewan, eh? At home, a seven and a half point favorite. The I'm taking money line,
0: Edmonton cover. No, nope. cover.
1: Nope. I'm taking the riders seven and a half at home. Okay.
0: Okay. Winnipeg, uh, hosting the Calgary Stampeders, another seven and a
1: half point favorite. Holy, uh, Winnipeg through and through. Wow. Okay. Okay, you know
0: what? No, oh, no, right, Calgary's. Right. oh, Calgary's coming off a
1: buy. No, Winnipeg, money line, Calgary cover. I'm going to be an absolute madman and take back to back seven and a half point lines. I do not think the Calgary Stampedeers can keep up with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in this game.
0: Reggie Bagleton being back at practice today makes me, or yesterday, I guess Wednesday, uh, makes me think that maybe there's a chance.
1: Luther's out this week. I know he doesn't doesn't inhale a lot of targets, but it's still a it's still a red zone body. Um,
0: Ty Cats hosting the Ottawa Red Blacks Jeremiah Mazzoli revenge
1: game. What's the line? Two and a half point favorites for the home team. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are the favorites in the donut box. Upset alert! Yes, sir. Red Blacks, give me that money line. And BC hosting. <laughs> The Montreal Alouettes, Alouettes, and it's another seven and a half point line. Keep in mind, for all you gambling degenerates out there listening to our podcast, this is being recorded on Wednesday night. These lines are subject to change, but as of right now, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and BC are all seven and a half point favorites going into the weekend. And this is a Sunday game, so I do expect this one to float closer to somewhere around five and a half. By by kickoff. Um Montreal to cover. Montreal to cover seven and a half. If it gets closer yeah. to five, I'm taking BC. Mm, I'll take Montreal until it gets
0: down to three and a half.
1: I don't know if it's I gonna get that low. Gonna I don't think it's gonna get that low. I, I think yeah, it wouldn't be Montreal shocked.
0: just has the firepower to try and keep up with this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. They have two solid running backs. Well, three, really, in, in and Anthony Fletcher. Yeah, and we saw, you know, I think Toronto laid the blueprint on how to slay the beast that is the BC Lions. Well, I mean, send blueprints pressure.
0: will be confirmed when it happens a second time, right?
1: Sure. If it's one, sure. it could be a one-off. That's my rule, at least. Sure. I, I think... Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that, but I think... You know, here's my counter. I guess I, th- I think that Montreal has not quite the same talent, but the similar type of talent to be able to apply a similar sort of pressure. They have a good, they have good pass rush. They have some solid DBs on the back end. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to say they're going to come down with six interceptions in this game, but if they kind of use what Toronto did against BC as a roadmap, they might be able to keep this one tight. But I fully expect BC to go go back home and grow from the atrocity that was last weekend. <laughs> um,
0: okay. I, I just want to kind of touch on this once before we go. Edmonton's quarterbacking situation, because it is an ever developing story of meh and chaos and crap, to be quite honest. Oh, geez, dude. jeez, Lewis. So, yeah, let's look at this Edmonton crap. We're back to Taylor Cornelius. We're back to Jarrett Dege. Backing him up. Trey Ford is third on the roster. Finally. And Cornelius is going to be doing short yardage. So we brought in Khalil Tate for a game. He didn't know much success in his short yardage game. So he's gone. He got the Chris Jones uh, swift kick. He's out. Cornelius, after having his best half of football, had gotten pulled and now is put back in after one start by Jared Deggy, who will probably replace him at some point during this game after he has an awful quarter again because Chris Jones doesn't have any patience or willingness to develop quarterbacks. Is that right? Meanwhile, Trevor Harris, who the Elks said, we don't want you, is going to be kicking their ass across the field.
1: Whatever whatever happened in that locker room with, with Trevor Harris, whatever caused that rift, I don't know. But Edmonton surely right now has got to be kicking themselves after shipping them out, went and had damn good seasons in Montreal. Now is having a really hot start with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Edmonton Elks are seemingly still trying to figure out their quarterback room. Now here's my thing, and the worst part is
0: I think someone mentioned this on the broadcast. They had a chance this offseason to upgrade their offensive line. It was a good free agency period. They chose to go, we'll get all the weapons. We'll stack up. Okay, well how does that how well has that worked when you can't get 2 seconds to set up and throw a ball? Not Barry. So, yes, they don't have a quarterback who's consistent. And that's the issue with Cornelius. That's the issue with Deggy. We were talking with Marsh before one of the, I guess, last week. And he said, from what I've heard, when he's hot, he's hot. When he's not, he's not. It's the same thing with Taylor Cornelius. So, you can't just play this revolving door of, let's hope it's a hot day. Ha ha. No, like you need to find a quarterback and develop them and build that consistency. And the consistency may have to come in the form of some tough games like Vernon Adams just had. But guess what? He's going to walk out on the field this week against Montreal. No difference. Whereas if Chris Jones was coach, I don't think he's out there.
1: Yeah, I am getting headaches from scratching my head at this Edmonton quarterback situation I just don't know what to do anymore like at what point and I know I was a very strong proponent of pump the brakes pump the brakes pump the brakes with Trey Ford but at this point when you have shown little to no faith in either of your two quarterbacks Taylor Cornelius got the early yank Deggy didn't have you know yeah sure he threw for our Two hundred twenty-five yards, essentially against the Ottawa Redblacks, but couldn't deliver. But but couldn't deliver a win. So now they're back to Cornelius. If you get frustrated with Cornelius and you don't really have that much faith in Daggy, at what point do you go back to the quarterback that got you your first win of the season last year? When do you finally be like, okay, you know what? Let's let's see what this kid Trey Ford can do. And, and we're not there. We're not in practice. We weren't at training camp. We don't know what's going on. But at what point do you just give him a shot? Because you're running out of options if you're showing this much lack of faith in your quarterback room.
0: If Trey Ford had shown something over the last two years that warranted a shot I think he'd be in. At least with Cornelius. We've seen a 400-yard game. We've seen some kind of positive. We didn't get to see it a whole lot last year with Trey because he was injured, but before that because he was a true rookie in the CFL as a quarterback. So it was tough. But maybe, like you're saying, Connor, maybe it's time. Like, you just put Daggy in for a game and pull him like what message do you send to your room? Anyways. Chris Jones gotta be feeling the heat. They can't they can't be satisfied with that. And if you're a free agent quarterback, if Chris Jones is there, you're not going to Edmonton. Hell no. Bad money to make.
1: Yeah, I guess like if you're if you're a free agent, how bad do you want a shot to play pro football? Is is the only question that lingers but is it pro football or is it
0: being a high highly paid tackling dog yeah <laughs> yeah anyways i think that's it from us are you done um what else do you want to go through
1: yeah i mean like we we didn't talk about it off the top of the show but the only other kind of big news big news release from today was the hamilton tiger cats signing kyle oxley i think that's just a that. A pretty solid signing I, I think somebody was gonna sign him he's pretty damn athletic so I'm, I'm not really shocked that he landed back on his feet on a on a cfl roster and i think with hamilton you know you know steinhauer sat him down and said if you pull that shit you're gone
0: <laughs> i think you learned that the first time um but no with with like the whole locksley thing um i think it's important to mention that they now have Schultz, who's an athletic quarterback, and they have Kai Loxley, who is also a CFL-level receiver of an athlete.
1: So, keep an eye for that two-quarterback rule this week. I agree. I would agree. Even if he doesn't know the scheme, just get him in space and, and let him do something. And their short yardage team got an instant upgrade, so who can Oh, go Absolutely. Absolutely. If there was a prop bet on Kyle Oxley scoring a short area touchdown this week, I'm taking it. I don't think there is, but I would <laughs> take it. Absolutely. Oh, man. Um,
0: well, enjoy four games. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Thursday night. Or straight Tomorrow, we to Go play men's league. We will update you guys next week on how that goes.
1: Heatstroke is an option. Drink lots of water, folks. It's hot out there. It is 25 degrees inside my house right now.
0: Hey, you know what kind of whistle I have when I'm working? Since I'm working on the water this year? Fox 40. Yeah, because Fox 40 has top end nautical equipment coaching boards. And not to mention, they're the worldwide leader in whistle tech. Head over to fox40shop.com. Enter the code CFP15 to get 15% off your next order. They're... Kind of the best. Dave Foxcroft was running around the CFL making calls on his own tech. Hell, all the referees even have Fox 40 40 jerseys. Hell
1: yeah. Be cool like the Zebras. Get some Fox 40 gear. And as always, don't forget to keep up with us on social media. At Wade Zank, at Connor R. O'Neill, at TSN Marsh. He's coming back out with the mini pods. He's doing the damn thing. We're all doing the damn thing. Stay tuned. Enjoy the weekend. Catch you next week.